Hello and welcome in to another Red Out podcast. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. To our imaginary crowd here in the Red Out studio. My name is... Thank you. Okay. We're good. Uh, And let's get into it. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. I'm not ashamed to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thank you so much, BetterHelp. We appreciate this sponsor of this episode. If you follow the link in the description and use the Redout podcast referral code, you will get 10%. So definitely uh, support us there. Um, if you would like, if you like the show, like, share, and subscribe. But appreciate we help it helps us out in the algorithm on uh, YouTube and other podcasting sites. Uh, and if you'd like to support us directly, you can go to Patreon.com and look up Red Out there for the very low cost. That's cheaper than a Starbucks cup of coffee. You can support the podcast. Um, working on some new angles and things to do to help our members. Uh, but these, when we get 10 members, I will buy two tickets to a sporting event, whether it's football, basketball, whatever your choice, but it's got to be Hilltopper. <laughs> You're not getting NFL tickets, suckers. Uh, but I will be glad to uh, be able to support our Patreon that way. Uh, you also can join our Discord and talk to us at any point with any um, um uh, sporting event or you know questions or whatever you're you've got you're thinking of western related we'll be glad to help you out i'm not subbing unless i get tickets to the world cup <laughs> <laughs> okay um so i guess like always we'll start off with our winners and losers i'll start us off because i want to take this one because on sunday i heard it three times went and visited family and it was like, boom, boom, boom. Three family, different family members came up and asked me, did you see the Tennessee-Alabama game? Mm. I was like, no. I was watching Western because I like Western. You're like, Tennessee, I don't even know where that is. Yeah. I, t- I, I always tell my wife, hey, you're the only 10 I see. But, mm. <laughs> hey, it goes over just as well. Zero. Are you from Oklahoma because you're okay? <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely not help me at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I mean, that game was wild. Um, the yeah, Tennessee I didn't get game. to see it. I was working and there was a guy that was actually sitting in the cafe late at night watching it on his phone. And I thought that was really funny. I'm just like, this is very Robertson County right now. <laughs> Honestly, that kind of remi- the the score. I'll have to look up to see exactly what it the score insane. was. But it was like a Brom era score. Yeah, it was like 52 to 49, I think so. Yeah, that's that's wild. Um, and, of course, you know, Tennessee, like they always do, rush the field and, um, you know, all that craziness that goes along with Tennessee volunteers. Um, I guess the last time Bama was in Tennessee was when I got stuck next to their procession on the interstate when they were leaving the college football championship game that they yes. lost. So that's why they lost to Tennessee's because of that probably. Probably because you weren't there. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so my question um, is, a, a, how far did Alabama fall in the polls? Have we seen anything recently? I haven't looked. I haven't either. I have no idea. Uh, both teams uh, 
Alabama had 569 total yards, and Tennessee had 567. Where's the like, defense? That's what I was about to say. Where did the did the defensive bus not show up? Because that's what it sounds like. No, um, they probably hit a pothole close to White House on I sixty five because it's a freaking nightmare. Probably. Do not. Here's a PSA for anyone in our close to our region: Don't get on I sixty five south of Kentucky because <laughs> you will not have fun. Literally, from the state line until you get to like the Rivergate exit in like north side nashville is literally all road construction all of it there's not a single piece of that road that is not being completely gutted with road construction just don't do it and guess what my winner for the week is technically me because i'm going on vacation starting tomorrow i'm gonna leave at like five in the morning go to florida and everything have a good time but if i have that's gonna be the hardest stretch of road i have my entire trip and it's as soon as i get on the interstate so (laughs) is once i get past nashville it'll hopefully be smooth sailing i'll get to go through enemy territory and blazer country too in birmingham so that'll be fine i'll have to do them as i pass by yes definitely i mean if you want to do other stuff nobody would blame you but um (laughs) anyway uh and another i guess congratulations um you are a master coffee maker now well coffee master is what it's called coffee master i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i wanted to make sure i got the title right so congratulations yeah it's fun Um, it's just more of a flex than anything honestly I was like, does it come with a pay raise? A little bit, but okay. for the initial thing, you have to do these modules and you get a black apron that says coffee master with your name embroidered on it, which is the main reason most people do it. But it was really cool learning more about coffee and uh, I had to do a presentation on a, one of the co- core coffees that we have on tap usually. So um, I was able to talk about that. And But I mean, having the black apron is what's really cool. Okay. Okay. I mean, I just, I saw where you po- or you or your mom had posted it and I mean, so congratulations. Um, that's awesome. That's it awesome. It was freezing. We had it th- outside in Hendersonville and it was like <laughs> wind chill of like 30 degrees the entire time, like 15 mile an hour wind gusts. I nearly froze. Um, do you have any winners or losers? Um, hmm. I hadn't really thought much about losers, but I mean, Bailey Zappi is still continuing to win and I absolutely yeah. love it. Like he's getting better every single game. So I don't know if Mac Jones will be cleared to play for this Sunday or whenever their next game is. Cause I don't really keep up with them, but I mean, Zappi had, I think over 300 yards this past game is like three, 109 yards, two touchdowns and like a, still a really good QBR. So he's starting to get a lot of the Patriots fan base behind him. He's starting to yeah. build confidence with the offense. They're letting him throw it out a little bit more. He's still completing a big chunk of his passes as well. So I'm just so happy for the guy that he's been able to get this opportunity this fast. And honestly, look pretty good three games in. Obviously, playing in Green Bay for your very first NFL game is terrifying. I didn't expect him to do as much as he did. But now with the games that he's actually started, he's 2-0 as a starter and has had a QBR of over 100 in all three of his games, which for a rookie is pretty impressive. Yeah, he had um, uh, 107 QBR versus Green Bay. Of course, they lost. Um, uh, they beat Detroit 29 to nothing. He rated 100, and he had 118 QBR uh, quarterback rating against Cleveland. He threw for 309 yards, 24 of 34, um, so 70% completion there. 53 was his longest. He only had, he had a couple sacks, but you know, whatever. I mean, um, the Patriots offensive line isn't great. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's fine. I it's mean, it's not the same one that predicted Tom Brady for all those years. Let me just put yeah, it that way. And, and he's, you know, of course that's a whole other story all on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady is being protected by the refs too. So yeah, that's ridiculous. You can't even sack him without getting a roughing the passer penalty. That was, yeah, that was uh, what a couple weeks back. Yeah. When uh, he got slung to the ground and got a rough in the passer, literally the same play happened on another game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was the Raiders. No flag. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but yes, I was about to talk to, about uh, Bailey. Um, my Packers lost to the Jets. The Jets are good. All of the New York teams are good. What is wrong with this country? This is not the America I that care. I am used to. This is not good. <laughs> This I was I was upset Sunday watching that game. It's probably the one of the first games I've actually sat down and watched, and um, they lose. Maybe that's maybe it, maybe it was saying something. Maybe I shouldn't watch it. So, 
Um, but they lost. Of course, then I had to laugh. Uh, had to, my brother rubbed it in my face. And then they lost to the Eagles, Dallas. He cheers for Dallas Cowboys. I will they give the Eagles. NFC East a lot of respect this year because they were so bad a couple seasons ago where everyone was saying they need to change the playoff rules for the NFL because the NFC East was so bad. They don't even deserve to have anyone in that conference go to the playoffs. But now <laughs> I think everyone except the commanders are like really good. I mean, the Eagles haven't lost yet. I think Dallas is still super good. And of course the giants, I think they're still really good as well. And so, I mean, it's actually a lot better now. Worst name ever it's so dumb i can't i have to actually consciously think before i say the word commanders every single time i think about them i did hear a great fantasy football team name from a radio personality i think it's the guardian commanders which by the way by the way great that's so great Mm -hmm. they're his his uh his fantasy football team is the guardian commanders and i'm like that's funny that's funny right there because those names are both awful in my opinion but Mm -hmm. um Yes. Um, yes, but Dallas lost to the Eagles, which it wasn't a bad game, honestly. Yeah, I just need yeah. the Eagles to lose a game so the 72 Dolphins keep their only undefeated season. <laughs> it, it'll happen. It's they, a tradition that they do. All the remaining people that were on that team that are still alive, they pop up on a thing of champagne and have a toast to that team, which no one's been able to do it undefeated, never lost. Not, I don't know if it can be done nowadays. Truth the be Patriots told. almost did it, and thank God for Eli Manning that the Giants <laughs> beat them in the Super Bowl because if they would have won, they, they would have broke it. They would have been yeah. the team that broke it. And, of course, I would have yep. vomited everywhere if it was Tom Brady and the Patriots that did that. So thank you, Eli <laughs> Manning. I know you're listening to this podcast, so thank of you. Of course he is. Yes, him and Peyton. Peyton. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm trying to. It's messing with something else. But uh, uh, do you have any other winners besides Bailey Zappi? No, that's pretty much all I had. Yeah, that's me too. Uh, yeah, Zapp's doing awesome in the NFL. I don't uh, – I haven't checked on any of the other uh, Western alums that are in the pros, uh, but hopefully they continue doing well. Um, let's check on – sorry. Check real quick on Western results. Check the calendar. If I can get this thing to pull up right this week. Okay, let's see if this works. Nope, don't like that. Okay. Um, yeah, the reason I don't have a lot of this stuff pulled up this week is because my computer decided to update. And I was like, all right, I got time. So I walk up here to start doing my pre-show kind of checking and... This is what I get. I get 15 minutes of updates. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so WKU Soccer uh, is going to be playing, uh, will play its last weekend road series of the regular season with a trip to Texas this week. First up is Rice on Thursday night in Houston, followed by a match against UTSA on Sunday afternoon. So good luck to the Lady Top soccer team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully they'll be doing good. This weekend, uh, Grinstaff got the Arnold Earn Golfer of the Week honors. So, I guess Grinstaff and Arnold. And I guess I got an email or something. Good God. Um, WKU Golf swept the Conference USA Golfer of the Week awards. Uh, Golf, Hilltopper Golf sophomore Riley Grinstead won the weekly honor for the second time in his career. And Lady Top Golfer senior Sarah Arnold picked up her first honor ever and the second for the program this season. So congratulations to those two. Uh, so let's get into this beautiful football game. Did you get to watch it? No, but I was following the scores and I saw the score at halftime and I was like, what in the world is happening? <laughs> Honestly... The first quarter score was completely Western's offense's fault. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Um, Western fumbled. I mean, that's all there is to it. We had a uh, WKU fumble. Literally. Uh, wrong one. Here we go. Uh, Robocho fumbled. 
uh, recovered by MTSU. So, and of course, that was on the WKU 17. There's not a lot to do after that. It's always in the red zone. Yeah, and I mean, that's the worst possible place for it to happen. And I'm not, I'm not pointing blame. It's just what it says on paper. Um, but of course, Western kind of bounced back from that. Um, and Robocho has a injury. Uh, it was reported that he had a sling on after the game. So hopefully that was just a preventative thing and he's okay. Mm-hmm. I love watching Robocho run. He's a uh, downhill, you know, shoulders over feet kind of running guy. And he always runs with a lot of force. So, you know, like I said, hope he gets back and everything goes, goes okay. Uh, he ended up with 78 yards and a touchdown against MTSU. Western ended up winning, obviously, 35-17 to 17 in Middle Tennessee's homecoming, which makes it that much sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, total yards, Western had 443, 291 against for MTSU. We had four turnovers, which if MTSU didn't suck so bad, that would have been a big, 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 big trouble for us. Mm-hmm. Um, MTSU only had two. Our time of possession was a lot more at 32. They had 27 minutes, and we had 22 of 19, and 19 uh, first downs. MTSU had 19. Um, Western, I don't want to say Western wanted it more, but that's just kind of how it felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot more fight. Um, the game started off really slow, in my opinion. Um, it, it, it's kind of like a race. You know, like Just close your eyes and picture this. There's a drag race between a red car and a blue car and the light turns green and they both just sit there and spin tires. <laughs> and that's basically what happened. It's really, it is, it is, it really is because it took Western, you know, a while to kind of get in their groove and that's not going to work against good teams. MTSU is not a good team. Yeah. I mean, Miami, they got lucky against Miami just for the fact that they completely overlooked them and did not take them seriously. Yes. I'm telling you, the coach probably sent hookers, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying it's the only, it's the only, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of that kiss method. Keep it simple. Uh, mm. stupid. Um, but that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like I have no idea what makes more sense. Um, as far as how MTSU beat Miami, uh, first downs, Western had 22. They had 19, as I just said. We had 443 yards. We 278 of those were passing, 165 rushing. I am so happy to see that we held MTSU under 63 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to say a lot of that probably was that MTSU went to the air a lot more in the second half trying to catch up. Yeah. Um, they had nine penalties for MTSU at 75 yards. We had seven penalties at 78 yards. We had too many fumbles. We had three fumbles. They had one. We had one interception thrown, and they had one interception thrown. I love beating MTSU. Yeah. Um, I know you didn't see the game, Jared, but the problem for me is is when you look in the stands. Mm, yeah. This nobody. is a rivalry game, and nobody's there. It's because they don't really care about that program anymore. No. Well, it's a stagnant program. The last time they had a lot of people actually go and support them was in when they had a really good basketball team with Giddy Potts and Reggie Upshaw and uh, Kermit Davis was still the head coach. That was the last time they were able to have any type of fan base. And once they all went on, then that was kind of the end of that. Yeah. And that's sad, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, like, for me, and this is my complete opinion, the I don't know if you can hear my dinosaur yeah. in the background or not, mm-hmm. but I'll let me shut the door. <laughs> um, so for me, with the rivalry, um, MTSU was always fun back in the day because they cared. Mm-hmm. Um, now they don't care as much. Marshall was a more fun rivalry than this one is. Mm-hmm. Oh, easily. Because of them caring. Yeah, Marshall, the they don't have anything in Marshall. I mean, they have a Dairy Queen. Exactly, the Dairy Queen. <laughs> that's the only thing they've got, and that's where they all meet and talk. Um, If I go to Huntington someday and they don't have a Dairy Queen, I'm going to be really upset. Um, 
I will say we talked so much trash about Murfreesboro last week that I had a listener send me a message and ask if it was that bad. If Murfreesboro is as bad as we are saying. I mean, it's a slight exaggeration, but I mean, most people in Middle Tennessee don't prefer Murfreesboro over places that are not Murfreesboro. I mean, it's better than Antioch, but I mean, everything's better than Antioch. Okay. This listener, and and this is not, this is a paraphrase. This isn't a direct quote, but He's like, y'all make it sound like a slum in Somalia. And I was like, <laughs> it's pretty close to that. Um, it's the same thing. Yeah. Well, Troy is the, is the slum in Somalia. but I'll be driving through there this week. Uh, I still yeah. can't believe they beat us. That was stupid. I that I told you. I've, I've, that's a game we're going to want back. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I, I don't want to sound bad, but I feel like Austin Reed uh, may turn out to be a really good kid, a good quarterback, and I hope he stays another year because I think he's got one more, right? Yeah. Uh, but right, like this year, like I feel like we're starting a little slower than we did with Bailey. Yeah. Which we lost some games early on last season that weren't really Bailey's fault, but just for no. the fact of the defense, it was that they were so close, but just broke a little too much and gave up an extra score when we didn't need it. And I mean, he's and Bailey wasn't perfect either. I mean, he had an interception no. against UTSA that cost us that game. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, I mean, but I mean, I see what you're saying, but I mean, I still think he's doing a pretty solid job. He um, is. And if you look at the wide receivers and stuff compared, I mean, they're good. I mean, David Davis and Malachi Corley, they're all really solid, but I feel like they were a little more loaded with wide receivers last year too. That's that's You're probably correct on that. I'll give you that. Um, because, and, and that may be what it, maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just missing more targets than, than what Zap had. He but, doesn't really have a Jareth Stearns this season. No, and Jareth is... How is Jareth doing in that? He pro? should be on a team, which if he's not, I'm that's sad because he really deserved that chance. I mean, I know he was with Tampa Bay in their camp, but they didn't keep him. Yeah. Probably and Tom also, Bowl. this is kind of off the subject, but as far as like Pro Tops goes, like Charles Bassey, he got released from the 76ers. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know where he's going to end up or if he'll get another shot somewhere, if he's going to have to go G League again or what. But he was one of the best G League players last season. He got to play a lot uh, for the Sixers as a, like a third string. But they have uh, Joel Embiid healthy and everything. They also got Montrezl Harrell in uh, Philly this offseason. So they're a little more loaded with centers, so they just didn't see the need to keep him around anymore, which is sad. Hopefully they, they'll retain him. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Mitchell Robinson has signed with the Sixers for like, not, not the Sixers, the um, Knicks for so long. I mean, we got to keep Bassey. Yeah. I don't know if they ever played against each other, but man. <laughs> no. Um, speaking of, of course, as you all know, I'm a big documentary guy, and I saw that the Redeemed team was on uh, Netflix. Mm. I'm definitely going to have to check that out. It looks really good. Yeah. Of course, you know, they've got most of the guys available to do interviews with, except for Kobe. So it's like, oh, come on now. Let's see this. I hope this is good. Um. Yeah, um, I hope Charles and and uh, Jared uh, Jareth get back on teams and do well. But uh, so I I thought I saw a lot of promise out of this team. I thought the defense played really well against MTSU, uh, but MTSU really shot themselves in the foot a lot. Um, yeah, Middle Tennessee, which. Okay, I just saw this, and it reminded me of something that I saw during the game, and it frustrates me to no end. So the ESPN Plus game, we had um, we had students doing production, mm-hmm. which is normal for Western because that happens a lot. However, to start the game off, it was they had Western as zero and two, MTSU as one and one. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, we're not 0-2 of anything. Yeah. They had switched Middle Tennessee's conference standings with ours. Wow. And then about halfway through the first quarter, I guess they caught it or somebody texted them and told them that they screwed it up. 
uh, because then they switched it, but then they added the overalls on there and everything was okay. But even watching the game, like literally MTSU scored in like the first like two to three minutes. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't have it right in front of me when they scored that first touchdown, but um, they um, pull it back up, but it took at least another three or four plays before they got that touchdown on the scoreboard. At least as far as the, uh, as far as uh, like the TV show or the TV production part mm-hmm. to show that MTSU had scored. And I'm like, there's a touchdown. Yeah. 13, 10 is when they scored that. I, I don't even, I didn't even keep track as to when it finally got on the boards, but it was, it's frustrating for me to watch, you know, it's just like, okay, come on people. Mm-hmm. And they can't keep track of the ball at all. Like you see a big play happen and then it's still on the quarterback and you just see him standing there. <laughs> I love well, that. okay. So as a football person, you have to watch. And when the, you know, when the ref steps back, the play's about to start. Well, it felt to me like they'd be talking about a, a receiver and they'd still be on the receiver. And then like he's lined up to take off and then he's gone. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple seconds later, they pulled out and they, they're showing the whole play again. And it's like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, like, what is this crap? Like, you know, when they get lined up, you need to pull it back, at, pull it back and show the entire field again so we can watch the play. I don't need to see, you know, which Cunningham. I didn't realize Cunningham was the leading rusher for <laughs> MTSU in that game until I just saw this stat. Yeah. Um, which I swear, Chase Cunningham looks like the kid from Not Another Teen Movie, the one that gets ripped in half. If you <laughs> haven't seen that movie, check it out. I swear, like he looked so funny in that. Sh- those shoulder pads did not look right on him. I do not know why, but they just did not. Um. And then, of course, there's a kid that plays for them, and they called him Peasant, but his name is spelled Peasant, which I hope he's okay. He, I think he had a lower body injury, but I'm sticking with Peasant. He's he's Peasant, as far as I'm concerned. Sounds like Peasant to me. <laughs> That's right. He looks like a big guy, so I don't know if you want to say that to his face. Yeah, probably not. I mean, is, it, <laughs> is any of the stuff that we say on this podcast something we would say to somebody's face? No. Oh, God, no. Frank Peasant. He had uh, 20 rushing yards. Chase had 29. Yeah, so, and of course, all these guys averaged about three yards per carry. So that's that's a really good job by the defense, in my opinion. Yeah, honestly. And, uh, yeah, uh, of course, our guys averaged, uh, Robichaux averaged almost 10 yards a carry. That's freaking awesome. Uh, Austin Reed was on the rushing side, too. He averaged about three which he took off several times. I thought that was hilarious. I love watching him take off. <laughs> He's got some wheels um, when he needs to. Irvin Poindexter averaged about 1.8. Um, you know, it's whatever. He got 24 yards total. Uh, Jalen Hall had 14 and Jakari Moses had 10. I would love to see Jakari Moses in the slot position. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he still has the speed to do it, but I think he could. I think he easily could be a slot wide receiver. Yeah, um he may not want to do it, but I think he'd be. I think if they had him in the slot and ran some end arounds, that would be sick. They could run a bubble. They, they could run a lot. bubble screen with uh, like a hook with a uh, post and, or not a post with a flag route and a go route, and he could probably get like twenty yards easy. Yeah. Um. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah, just kind of looking through some of the stats here. Malachi Corley got 100 yards by himself, which is great. Uh, Robichaux got 78. I'd love to see one of our running backs get 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't had that since Gage Walker, I think. Yeah, which it's okay. Um, we're a pass-heavy team, and I've accepted that. But And 165 yards rushing is really good. I'm not cutting that out. But, I often think about though. I mean, imagine if we had like a Gage Walker on this year's team. How much oh, yeah. more helpful that would be! Oh my gosh, we would have won a few of those games that we lost by less than a possession. Basically, we probably would have beat Indiana. Yeah, we probably would have beat Troy yeah. um, because we'd had a lot more clock control than we do mm-hmm. than we did. Um, but hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're four and three. 
So I can't complain. Yeah. I mean, it's 2022, but I get your point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. Um, so Western beat MTSU. Uh, check out Matt's game grades. I'm sure he talks a lot more detail. Um, being an insurance agent, I kind of see that. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's used to doing the analyzing stuff. So check out his game grades on the tower rack. Uh, give him a little plug here. Uh, and I'm sure he works hard on that and he enjoys doing all that stuff. So, um, I, uh, closing remarks on MTSU. Good. Um, oh I wish we'd have beat them 74 to nothing. Like Matt said, because mm-hmm. they screwed up our chance to go to the Mac, but, and wish, wish Helton had taken a poop on the 50, but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> or big red. Yeah. Yeah. Big red. <laughs> that would have been, Big Red kind of undoes his little suit in the back and pops a squat. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jared, do you have any closing thoughts on MTSU? Um, no, it's just always good to win that game. And we lead the all-time series now, I think, 35, 36 games to 35 games all-time. Which, another another thought. I was just thinking, um, they were doing kind of the, um, the all-time series thing. And, of course, it was like basically like dead even. Yeah. So they put up there, I don't even remember what it is. What is it, like 21-14-1 or something? Yeah. They didn't put the one for us. So who the hell did they tie with? Uh, <laughs> I'm like, knows? production, y'all forgot to put the one for Western too. You put it on mm-hmm. one side but not the other. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. It's um, so we got the Blazers. We about to get blazed. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Yeah, hope not. Gosh, this will be bad. Um, We have the same record as the Blazers. They are four and two. We are four and three. They're two and one in conference, and so are we. Um, Okay, UAB beat MTSU 41 to 14, which makes me worry. Uh, They also beat Charlotte 34 20. They've lost to Rice. They lost to them by four. And they lo- they beat uh, Georgia Southern 35-21. and they beat Liberty or they lost to Liberty twenty one fourteen. Is Liberty that good? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons they're going up with Conference USA is because they've had a really good football program. And Hugh Freeze, he's the coach over there. He was at Ole Miss for a while, so I mean, he's like power five level coach. Yeah, Liberty is. Uh, they've lost one game to Wake Forest. Yeah. Which wow. Um, they've beaten Southern Miss. They've beaten. UAB, they beat Akron, they beat Old Dominion, UMass, and Gardner-Webb. They play BYU uh, this week. Yeah. They That'll play be an interesting game. I agree. Baptist I versus Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they've got Arkansas, uh, UConn, Virginia Tech, New Mexico State to, fin- to finish out their season. Hey, if they keep it up, they could be going to a bowl. Um, Easily, yeah. Of course, like I said, they've played Rice. I think we've got Rice in a couple of games. Let me check my. I think we've got them not this, not this next week, but the week after. No, sorry, in about a month, November twelfth, or yeah, November twelfth, we've got uh, Rice. Uh, but we've got UAB the, uh, this Friday at eight p.m. So make sure to uh, watch that because it's going to be a Friday at Houch and Smith Stadium. Hopefully we can pack the house. It's a Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. or 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's going to be 67 degrees. It says I call bull. And more importantly than this game, you have to go to this because Shaq is going to be doing a DJ thing beforehand. You yes. have to go to that. I'm going to be out of town, of course, or else I would, because I was there the last big concert they had when Cage Elephant was playing at South Lawn, which was sick. There was thousands of people there for that. And hopefully, like a big name like Shaq, that'll draw a lot of people in. But Western has just one job to do, and it's not even win the football game. They have to get Jamarion Sharp to take a picture with Shaq. It's mandatory. <laughs> they have to do yes. it. Yes. I want to see the height comparison with that. Jamarion is, he's seven foot. He's seven five. Seven five. Okay, what's Shaq? He's seven one. So he's taller oh, than Shaq. He? Oh my gosh. Well, the hell yeah, then you got to definitely have to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me see if I can pull up. I want to see what the weather is for Friday. Cause if it, if it, if we get a heat wave on Friday, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. It's supposed to be um, warmer this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. 73 uh, Friday. Uh, and this is in Scottsville. So obviously, and 
uh, Saturday 76, Sunday 78. So Also, do yeah. we remember why this game got moved to a Friday? Because this makes no sense to me. I agree. It's CBS Sports Network, too. So no, It's probably just for TV. It, it probably is. Um, Vegas has given us one and a half, which that means it's going to be nothing. a close <laughs> game, and they're probably going to beat us by about two or three, because that's usually home team gets about three points. Mm-hmm. The last time I remember us playing UAB in the Houch was when their quarterback I think he had like four interceptions that game, and we actually won and looked really solid. So I don't know how we'll look this year, but I mean, they're obviously a really good team. So I, they need to be watching footage of that game against Rice because that's what they need to do is whatever they did. So hopefully yeah. we'll be able to still keep the offense flowing and also have some defensive plays that make a big difference. Um, Their quarterback is – what's his first name? Dylan Hopkins, number nine. Um, Dylan Hopkins is uh, 82 of 123, 1170 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, they're running back. Uh, D McBride, which by the way, when I was at Western, there was a guy named D McBride. Uh, his name was actually D E E McBride. Um, came from Florida, always wore flip flops, never wore shoes, always flip flops, except for in winter. Um, Dwayne McBride, number 22. He's a junior out of Florida. He has got 116 carries, 778 yards, 11 touchdowns. That's pretty good. Sounds to me like they like to go to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just my thought. Uh, looks like, uh, actually, it does look like it's more of a heavy rushing team than it is passing. Uh, UAB averages about 449 and a half yards. They pass for 205 and a half yards, and they rush for 244 yards, whereas we are quite the opposite. We average 488, we pass for 344, and we rush for 144. Mm-hmm. So I could do the math real quick with uh, my little uh, Amazon friend here, but I don't want to screw anybody up that's listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yards allowed, they allowed 319. We allowed 362. So we got to get our guys up front, you know, do well linebackers, you know, do well on their pursuit angles and, uh, you know, try to control the clock as best we can, especially since they're, they're going to basically be controlling the clock with the run game. Yeah. Um, hopefully Unless... Robocho is back. I'll have to check the, check some of the stats to see. I don't know. If not Poindexter and Moses will probably get the majority of the snaps. Well, Jalen Hall had, I don't know if he had more snaps, but he had more yardage than, uh, excuse me, than Moses did. So maybe, I mean, they Um, still have three people they can divide it up amongst. And that's fun. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that workhorse mentality, but we'll have to see how everything goes. I, I I just know that Jalen had more, uh, carries against MTSU, whether that was, um, I won't say he had more carries, but he had more yards. Um, so maybe he had just a little more opportunity than Moses did. Um, yeah, Jalen Hall had one carry. Moses had two. Poindexter had 13 carries, and Robocho had eight. So, uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a, it, it wasn't a, I, um, MTSU wasn't a bad game, but, this one's going to be a tougher game, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, Moneyline's got Western at a at minus one twenty five, so you put a hundred dollars down, you get one hundred twenty five back. Uh, Over under is fifty seven and a half, so they're thinking we're going to score in the twenties. They think Western's going to score mm-hmm. about twenty eight, and they think M- uh, UAB is going to be about twenty six. But and but and three <laughs> <laughs> KU and UAB uh, WKU's. Uh, Analytics from ESPN has us winning with 65.4%. I'm going to go back. I need to go back and listen to our some of our older shows this year because I don't think they've gotten any of those right on any of our other the games that we've lost. Probably. See, here's how I feel. Do you want to know my feelings on this, Devin? Of course. So Always. depending on how well this shot concert goes, if there's more than 20,000 people at the game, there is a hundred percent chance we will lose. But if it's less than 20,000, <laughs> then we will win. That's my prediction. I'm not going by anything that happens on the field at this point. It's just attendance. If it's less than 20 K we're good. 
<laughs> so we're going to get stage fright is what I'm hearing. Basically. Yeah, we're going to get stage fright. Okay. That's been the most frustrating trend that we've had with our football program in the last six, seven years is that we can get some high attended games, but the most high, highly attended games we have, we lose. Oh yeah. That's uh that's, that's that's a very frustrating thing. Um, it's nice to see the uh, support in the stands, but uh, um, the um, uh, yeah. So sorry, I just got a text, but um, uh, the um, yes, that is a very frustrating thing to see a bunch of fans in the stands uh, through the first three quarters, and then the fourth quarter they lose, they leave because we're losing. Um, that is a very frustrating thing because you got to keep those fans there, mm-hmm. um, whether they're the drunks or whatever they are, but you got to keep them there. Um, I, I did fail to mention a stat. I was reading off Western's kind of stats. Uh, Austin Reed is 210 of 295 completions, uh, 23, 14 yards, 2,314 yards, 21 touchdowns and five interceptions. Mm-hmm. That's a big stat for halfway yeah. through the season. Um, that's not a Bailey Zappy record breaking stat, but that's still like really good mm-hmm. for t- 2,300 yards after six games. See, the way that I'm kind of viewing Zappy and Reed is that Reed is, uh, well, no, Zappy was like Brandon Dowdy, and Reed is like Mike White. That's okay. kind of how I see it because Dowdy was the fair. one that had all of the records, but White still came in and did really well, but like win wise wasn't as flashy, but still yeah. ended up having a good career and going to the NFL. I th- I think that that's pretty base. Yeah, is is Mike White still there? Um, he's on the Jets. Yeah, he's like the backup behind Flacco. Okay, Wilson, so he's third okay. string still. Yeah, like that. He's on the Jets. Ugh, okay. He still had that game against the Bengals, which was the most like memed game I think from last year. So that was pretty incredible. <laughs> that in the past 365 days, the national media has called two quarterbacks and went to Western Kentucky the next Tom Brady. <laughs> Literally, so, wow! Because they were saying that Mike White was the next Tom Brady after that game, having 400 yards, four touchdowns, and beat the Bengals. And then, of course, Zappy being in New England, taking over for the injured starting quarterback and then coming in and playing really well. So, I mean, it's it's a nice compliment, but I still hate Tom Brady. I do, and too. I, I do, too, especially I'm, I'm not as big a fan of Tom now because of because of the favoritism the refs are giving him. Well, just everyone. Yeah, and I, I mean – he needs to retire. I'm sorry. Just get out and be done. But especially with his wife leaving him now, he probably won't. And I'm serious. That's not a joke. I'm dead yeah. serious. I think that since he's still he's his wife has left him, that just gives him all the more reason to stay in the pros. He's like, well, I guess I have nothing to do now, so I'll just keep playing. I heard a comedian one time say that anytime a celebrity gets married, unless they sign a prenup, they are basically gambling with their income, whatever, because they are literally saying this person, I'm willing to bet half of my stuff that this person will not leave me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's literally what it is. Um, Who was it? I think they said Michael Jordan got married twice and they're like, dude, you doubled down. Like what is wrong with you? You already (laughs) did this once. Um, I was like, Oh my gosh. Uh, Again, or uh, in two days. Well, one day if you're not a Patreon member. But um, it's going to be a tough game. I definitely see Western. Uh, I think Western can has the ability to win this game, but it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to thread the needle, so to speak. There's not going to be as much margin for error for this game. We have to clean up the penalties and we have to clean up the turnovers if we want any chance in this. And we have to not have just wasted series. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot just, you know, pee down your leg, as Jake used to say. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, you have to score on the series. If they score, you have to answer. If they don't score, you have to score. You have to, you know, take advantage of their, you know, shortcomings. And, um, 
you know, you just can't let missed opportunities, you know, can't let leave opportunities on the field. Yeah. Uh, as the, as they say in baseball, you can't leave runners on base is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, I do think, I did think it was really funny on, uh, last Saturday, uh, the mouthiness Western and MTSU were, I don't know if it was necessarily MTSU or if it was us, but it was great. I mean, you always still want to see that chippiness to it. You got to see the chippiness. Like that's what makes rivalries good. You know, when there's a swing, you know, if somebody takes a swing at somebody during a game, you know, that rivalry is alive and well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't see people in the stands, that's when you know the rivalry's not as well as it should be. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, so that's <laughs> kind of all I've got tonight. Um, let's, uh, we'll do our kind of end of, end of show thing real quick. Um, well, actually, let me, let me back up. Let's do our predictions. Mm-hmm. Jared, do you want to go first? Yeah, so, I mean, it goes back to if we have more than 20,000 fans or not, but <laughs> I guess on the field, I still see UAB being a lot stronger team than we are. Um, their record is pretty good, and they, they've looked pretty solid. They've been one of the better teams this year in Conference USA, I feel like. But, I mean, I feel like this is going to be a lot like the Troy game. It's going to be another freaking Alabama school, but... I, I will I will probably think that this game will be maybe maybe like 31 UAB 28 Western or something like that. It could end up still being that close, but we'll do something dumb that will keep us from either getting the field goal to tie the game into going to overtime or like throw an interception at the last second or something like that. I'm going to say um, I, I agree it's going to be a really close game. Um, I, I don't know. I, I do think Western's going to make mistakes, but I think UAB will make mistakes too. Um, I don't think they're perfect. I don't think they're you know, because they're they're UAB. They're blazed all the time. But <laughs> um, and, and honestly, like if we could re- if we could start a rivalry with a team, I would love to start a rivalry with UAB. Well, we tried a little bit, but it never really got to the level of Marshall. Like, and, they're, and they're leaving too, so I mean, it's no point. But UAB's fans care. Like they yeah. cut the program, and the fans had a fit. The maddest I've been with anything that happened within WK Sports in our time in Conference USA so far was when we had the conference tournament down in Birmingham, and we were playing UAB and in basketball. And it was when Chris Harrison Docks was still on the team, good old CHD. And uh, we, he got called for a 10-second violation in that game for something. And that is like the first and only time I think I had ever seen that penalty called. And it was like Western could have taken the lead if had they scored on that possession. But they found something like that to call the 10-second call. And we got a bunch of horrible calls at the end of that game, and they ended up beating us. And man, I was so livid. I was livid. And if they forced, like we were all arguing, like some of my favorite people I've met online, especially on Twitter were UAB people. Uh, shout out to Courtney, shout out to Dave. They're all pretty amazing. And uh, it was just so. Except when we're playing you. Yes. yes. <laughs> but I was hoping that we would get a rivalry with them, but I mean, it just never really got to the level that Marshall had. Like that first game we beat them, that basically set us to be rivals for until they left conference. So, so, but okay. even though we had that moment against UAB in basketball, I mean, football wise, considering they were in the West and we were in the East and it was divided at the time, we didn't play them every single season. So we weren't able to really develop that yearly kind of consistency. Okay. So, how do you start a rivalry? Do you send them a note? And they're like, do you want to be my rival? Check yes or no. Is this like fourth grade? Kind of. I mean, <laughs> one of my favorite bands just released a song called the I Don't Want to Be Your Friend. So you just send them that song. <laughs> <laughs> that would work too. Um, but like, that's what, if I could transplant MTSU or UAB's fans into MTSU, that would be like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You could give them a shot of Blazer and that would be great. Um, so yeah uh, uh, so my prediction um, 
I do think Western uh, will make mistakes. I think UAB will make mistakes. Um, I think this is going to be a really close game. Uh, you know, I think UAB is going to control the clock. I think Western will make some capitalization because, you know, UAB is a little stouter on uh, passing than they are rushing defense, but they're not solid. So I think Western could maybe could capitalize on that. And I think this is going to be another team where there's an Alabama team going home upset. And I think it's going to be 27-24 Western. Mm, of course you're going to pick the tops, so. though. I always pick the tops. Better red we than dead. We could be playing Alabama and you would still pick the tops. Like yep. the Bama. Yep. Like if we played Bama this week, I'd be like, they are still upset after that Tennessee lost. Western on top. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of optimism. Hey, speaking of. I have another loser to add later in this episode. Mm. Have you, and I've got time here to rant about this. Have you seen the uh, Wisconsin trial stuff? The I think it's called the Wakusu Parade. Oh, the psychotic dude? Daryl Brooks. Yes. If you have, I don't know Daryl Brooks. Look it up because you will be so frustrated after you do. Yeah, he never should have been able to have done it. I, I don't know if you know who Nick Crowley is on YouTube. He's one of my absolute favorite people. He makes all these really creepy, like, deep dives into people. He did one, an episode on him. So I need to try to find that and send it to you, but yeah. Yes, send that to me. Um, you know, you just, it's like a it's like a garbage fire. Mm-hmm. I've got, we're not, we don't really don't have anything else planned for the episode. So uh, if you want to listen to this, go for it. This guy just frustrates me to no end. If you did a drinking game watching this trial, you could do it off of two phrases. Objection hearsay is one. I don't think he knows what that means. Like, there's a couple times I've been like, okay, if you said objection leading the witness, you might have been better off. Mm -hmm. But he's like, objection hearsay. And I'm like, how is that hearsay? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then the, the other fact of this is, is he does not... Uh, he supposedly he's a sovereign citizen, which if you don't know what that is, look it up. I'm not, I'm not going to explain it here, but, um, he's a sovereign citizen. He does not go by the name that he is, uh, his legal name, Daryl Brooks. And that's his argument is that Daryl Brooks is being charged and he does not go by that name. And it is the most redonkulous thing I have heard in my entire life. I mean, like, he's this got judge is the same logical problems. Yeah, he does. This judge is a saint, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, she's gone off on him a couple times, and I really want to be like, you are better than I am, because I'd have been like, you done, son. I'm going to put you in timeout forever. <laughs> well, she's threatened to remove him from the courtroom. Mm-hmm. You know, you will not be present while this witness is being questioned. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you better shut up, dude. And he's just keeps, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, this judge basically, and I don't know what his punishment could be, but he killed six people when he ran through this parade. Allegedly, mm-hmm. allegedly be my luck. I'd get sued because this guy listens to the podcast randomly, mm-hmm. but allegedly he killed six people uh, running an SUV through a Christmas parade, trying to run from the police going like 30 miles an hour mm-hmm. allegedly, but oh my gosh. Check this out. You will be as frustrated as I am. Like, there are times in my life when I think they should remove all labels and just let natural selection sort it out. This is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just really frustrating. What What have you thought about it so far? Have you? How much do you know about it? Well, I can't remember all the details of the video, but like his history, like the guy Nick Crowley, he found all of his like YouTube videos and stuff of like him posting long before he did all of this, and like it's like really dark and stuff. But I mean, it, he never should have ever. He he should have been institutionalized somewhere a long time ago. And there's so many people that slip through the cracks that. They either do go to an institution for a little bit and they get some help, but they can't stay or for whatever reason. I mean, especially like within like the homeless population, there's so many people that suffer from some type of mental illness or psychosis or something. I've witnessed it firsthand working in Rivergate for two years. Yeah. So well, we had one regular, he's called Hollywood, and uh, he would wear like a dress and a leather jacket most of the time. 
and would come in and would just be like completely psychotic. We, I mean, we'd have to call the police almost every single time that he would come in because I mean, he was just a ticking time bomb essentially. But I mean, it's a serious problem and I wish that our country did more to actually help people, especially even if they are like homeless, but like, being homeless is bad enough. Being homeless and schizophrenic is about one of the most dangerous things that we could allow in our major metropolitan areas. So I don't know how we fix that, but it's definitely something that needs to be fixed. Well, and and that's probably a reason that they are homeless is because of their mental state. And it's not like Um, they're going to be taking any type of treatment for that. If they're homeless, either they won't have any meds, they won't have anything just completely. However they are. Yeah, and like you said, there's no real easy solution for that. uh, We could probably fix it in a couple episodes on the podcast, but, you know, it's whatever. We could. (laughs) We'll call Um, them and help if they'll fix it. There you go. Uh, BetterHelp can give them at least 10% if they use our code. Um, But one of my frustrating things with this uh, this case, anyway, um, is... I'm assuming this this officer, it was a female police officer, is the arresting officer, and she comes in, she's being questioned. He Brooks is crossing, doing the cross examination, and he's like, "You identified me as the person in the vehicle. You know that person has hair." And she goes, "You shaved your head." Funniest moment for me watching that trial. I was like, "That is hilarious." He's like, Your Honor, I have no memory of shaving my head. This is a different individual. Objection, hearsay. Um, exactly. <laughs> like it's, I don't, I don't. Apparently, at one point, he did. He had a uh, a fifty minute rant. Um, the judge excused the jurors, and he had a fifty minute rant. And I'm like, if I was the judge, I'd be like, sit down and shut up. We mm-hmm. are done, buddy. Um. But yes, yeah, it's <laughs> it. I don't know. I feel like we need a a, a a asterisk next to that you can represent yourself. Be like, if you don't have the legal, you know, the mental capacity, then you don't need to. Yeah, I mean, you. I don't think there's ever been a single person that's ever represented themselves and actually won a case. So. Yeah, there may be some lawyers out there. I'll get, I may say that. Well, maybe lawyers that did it, but not <laughs> not Joe average, not just an average person that wouldn't know how to do anything like that. I agree because you like. I was talking to cousin Jake. Started the podcast with. Uh, he is a, uh, a lawyer. He's an esquire, I guess. And I asked him. I was like, of course, it's Wisconsin law, so I have no idea, but. Like I asked him, I was like, is it possible that, you know, the death penalty is on the, on there because, you know, he killed six people. I don't know what the judge will do, but he killed six people. Um, and he's like, yeah, it's possible. And he's like, the bad thing is, is he, he's representing himself. He will not be able, he will not know how to take it off the table. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking at Google images of the trial and there's a picture with him holding up a sign that says objection. Mm-hmm. That cracks me up. <laughs> um, but yes, this is uh yes. Uh, so Western plays UAB. I'll do a little quick recap here. Uh, it's Friday night, 8 PM Eastern, 7 PM central at the Houch. Uh, don't miss uh, Shaq's concert before. Um, what's his What's his DJ name? Diesel? DJ Diesel. Check out DJ Diesel. Um, he will be doing the concert before. So if you go to the concert, by God, you better go to the game, son. Uh, show all your support for the tops. It's going to be a tough game. I'm hoping Western will do well, obviously, because I'm better red than dead, betting on the tops. Um and like I said, uh, ESPN is giving it to Western, which, by the way, they're giving them 65%. UAB is getting 34%, but I really feel like that should be closer to 50 mm-hmm. If not a little too. bit towards UAB. Yeah, same. Um, because, I don't know, maybe they're... Of course, Western was 35 to 17 against MTSU. 
the following week after UAB. So, I don't know. Uh, but, like I said, check back here next week. Follow the towel rack. Uh, do all that good stuff on social media. We appreciate your support. Like, share, and subscribe. Um, if you want to support us you know, a little direct, more directly, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and sub- become a member. And we would appreciate your support. For less than the cup of coffee, you can do that. If we get 10 members to the Patreon, I will buy a random person. We will do a random drawing on the podcast. A random person on the podcast will get two tickets to a Western sporting event. Um, You can pick them up at Will Call or whatever. We'll figure out how to get them to you. Uh, But if you do that, we will get you two free tickets to the game of your choice. So if you like tennis, football, basketball, golf, whatever, cross country, we'll get you tickets to it. Okay. Uh, But we appreciate your support. Check back next week. We will talk more Western sports. We'll find out how UAB did, and we will be previewing the next game, which is, I don't know, is it bad luck to look up the next one? I think it's North Texas, isn't it? Yeah, it's North Texas. We will be playing North Texas at the Houch. That'll be on the 29th, so big Halloween game-ish. Not really Halloween, but I'm sure the kids will be going out. Um, uh, (laughs) But uh, as always, guys, go Tops. Go Tops. I'll see you. See you, buddy. Thanks. Thanks.